This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We try on Mondays here to invite somebody into the studio who sees the world a little differently than I am, maybe sits across the political aisle. We haven't done it in a little bit, but I'm really glad to welcome State Senator Pete Lucido, who has from time to time joined us in that role, back to Detroit today. It's good to see you, Senator. Good morning, Stephen, and good morning to listeners out there. So so we were just talking with Chad Livengood about this state law that requires schools to not start before Labor Day and the fact that so many other districts now are just going around the law, just trying to find ways to, to, to get around it. I wonder, as a member of the legislature, whether you think we ought to revisit that law and if you might uh, vote to repeal it. Yeah, I think everybody has a different dynamics in school districts across the state. Uh, my colleague in the House, uh, House member Hornberger, she's the chair of education and an educator, and she believes the same thing. Let the people start when they want to start, not when everybody else thinks they should start. So it's a good idea to just give the people what they want. Those would be left to the districts and local control, and I think that's a good thing. So, But if you're the tourism industry, this was a a pretty big favor to you back in 2005, and it has made a difference. I mean, they are doing better in August than they were before. What do you say to them? Here's what I say. Um, Are we catering to tourism or are we catering to the education of our children, our future? At the same time, give a better bonus, if you will, before they have to go back to school and drive that traffic to them. I mean, let's face it, uh, I like to have a start date where they don't go on break then right after they start. It makes it kind of disruptive. That was probably the intent, but I don't know. I wasn't around in 05. Let's make it right and reasonable and, more importantly, uh, the, the need for the community. Let them decide what the need is and how they choose to do this. Okay. Uh, last time you were here, we talked a lot about roads and yep. the negotiations in Lansing. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky says leaders are close to a deal and could announce something soon. Um, I, I wonder what what you've seen uh, in terms of what that deal looks like, if you can give us any kind of preview of it. Uh, but also, I want you to catch us up on the proposal you made, yeah. which was a, a different kind of proposal to try to fund roads. Where does where that stand? Okay, first of all, when the leaders say the leaders are close to a deal, that doesn't necessarily mean the members. Doesn't mean they have the votes, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to pronounce and, and provide us with the information that makes it sensible and, more importantly, uh, uh, necessary for our district to go ahead and get some benefit from it. And speaking of benefits, Southeast Michigan has almost half the vehicles that are uh, currently registered in the state. We have about 7.2 million vehicles that would include trucks as well as, as vehicles, cars. And, and I kind of find it odd that we're not using our resources where these vehicles are, in fact, registered. Like Southeast Michigan would, just by way of example, include Detroit, about 1.2 to 1.3 million vehicles. Uh, Oakland County would be a 1.1, and Macomb County about 800,000. When you add up those numbers, we're getting close to half if you had Genesee and Flint, or Genesee and, and Kent. You're over half the vehicles. The insurance companies did a study and said we drive 20 to 25 miles to and from our work every day. The reality is that's where the roads are getting busted. That's where the roads are getting screwed up. That's where the most problems are. And those voters, those voters that gave the governor their votes uh, rely on her to fix the damn roads. At the end of the day, 
why not just keep the registration fees in the county in which the vehicle was registered? It makes the most sense. You'll see a big dynamics of fixing the damn roads where the, the damn roads need it most fixed. Southeast Michigan. When you get past Bay City, Stephen, I tell you all the listeners out there, it's 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 the super highway of of, of success because those roads are stellar. We're getting about thirty four cents for every registration fee, or thirty four percent of every registration fee dollar that we're putting in here in Southeast Michigan. Sounds like we're getting taken advantage of. Sounds like it's, it's time to stop this nonsense. Get off the Ferris wheel and start walking with two legs instead of being up in the air. So, so what does Majority Leader Shirky tell you? Well, I hope that's one of the suggestions that's been made. Again, I was a no on the road tax last time around. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I call it road tax, it was 7.5% put on your gas tax. That didn't make any sense to me because, let's face it, I'll go buy an electric car and I'll get around it. I'll go buy a uh, battery-operated car. And at the same time, when you're sticking me with more birthday tax on my registration, I'm a big fat no also on that one, and I'm going to stay a no. And there's no reason to go yes if you live in southeast Michigan. So us Detroiters, us Macomers, us Oaklanders, hey, we got a reason to say no. We're not getting our our, our pork over here on our side of our town. So, so have you had a conversation with the majority leader about about this? You damn right, I did, yeah. and I said, "Don't expect me to go yes on increases when we first have to level the playing field and give us equity, fairness. What's right in the uh, legislature?" You have some other voices voices in the legislature saying the same thing. I mean, well, Speaker Southeast, Chatfield yeah, they're has, saying uh, it because here's what it is. I even have a a, a Tom Barrett, who's the head of transportation in the in the Senate. You know, he's right next door to me. He said, I'd like to have a hearing on that. I'd like to hear more about that because if what you're saying is true and what we have is the roads that are beat up the worst where you are because that's the economic drivers, let's face it, without a vibrant city, you don't have a vibrant suburb. And at the same time, it didn't make a lot of sense for me to go ahead and invest in Detroit when you know you're not getting equity and parity in your roads. Hmm. That's where we need it most. So so do you feel like this issue will continue to push us toward a budget shutdown or a showdown. No. Uh, October 1st is the deadline that we're supposed to have a new budget in place. It's been years since we went past that. It's been years, frankly, since we went this close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are we going to have a problem? So we're playing chicken with each other. We, you know, we presented a budget in the Senate, in the House, that has been adopted, and it's laying on the governor's desk. She said if it doesn't include a meaningful road package. She's of, not going to sign it. Uh, you know what? And she doesn't have to. Guess what? There's three branches of government. There's the House and the Senate that is a legislative, and then the executive branch that says, get it out of here. At the end of the day, if we extend the budget that we currently have to hammer out something, I don't like that either, to be honest with you. And I'll tell you why. You you, you come out with a road package plan, and you said 45 cents a gallon, and that's the best you got. We got a dismal outlook here because not even the people want this. So what's your option two? So so if we get to that point uh, where we don't have a budget and it's almost October 1st, the governor says maybe we need a continuing budget, something that, that will get us over that hump and, uh, you know, not shut the government down. Uh, would that be the approach you would favor? I don't like it, but you know what? What alternative do you have? I'm a guy of options and alternatives, and you can only select what's before you or come up with your own plan. I'm not a no in the legislature unless I have what's called an option or alternative. My alternative was first look at the catastrophic claims fund with $23 billion with a B. Use the interest only, which is $1.5 billion with a B, 
to use that interest only to fix the darn roads. But that didn't get no traction. And guess what? I'd like to have a hearing on that, have a discussion. Because we use money in our own families that are in our bank accounts. We don't go out and go tax people like the government does. Stop taxing people. They're already tired of it. Hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is State Senator Pete Lucido, a Republican from Shelby Township. He represents Michigan's 8th Senate District in Lansing. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, he's here as part of the Opposite Monday feature that we do here on the program where we try to invite somebody in who maybe sees the world a little differently than I do to have a conversation about the headlines. Uh, give us a call. Tell us what you think about the standoff over roads in Lansing, which we were just talking about. Uh, State Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky says leaders are close to a deal. What would you like to see in that deal. Do you love the 45 cent uh, gas tax that the governor proposed? Or do you think there's other ways that we can get more money to fix our roads? Uh, also tell us what you think about uh, the idea of a budget showdown. Uh, the budget's supposed to be done in Lansing by October 1st. We are fast approaching that date and there isn't really a deal in sight. Uh, are we headed back to the bad old days where we didn't get a budget done on time, uh, or are we going to pull this out at the last minute? Uh, as always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Pete, I want to ask you about uh, uh, L. Brooks Patterson who died a few weeks ago, and and I think uh, there's a real signal that governance in Oakland County is going to change uh, now that he's he's gone. Um, what's your reaction to that, and, and what about cooperation between Macomb and Oakland and Wayne? Uh, what direction does that all go now? That's a great, great segue into saying that you have three executives, and you're sitting there now having one of the, uh, let's face it, he's the pillar. I remember meeting Brooks at 1200 North Telegraph when I was out there as a probation officer many, many years ago, back when I was at OU. Shout out to my old alma mater. <laughs> but, you know, the reality is you don't just replace an, a, 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 an icon like Brooks Patterson. He was the champion for a lot of things that, that economically drove Oakland County into the position it is today. Number, number one, it's a leader. Now we have to have a new executive working with my executive, Mark Hackle, we have to have a new executive working with Wayne County executive. I mean, this is all, you know, going to have special dynamics. And the other thing is this. If anything's for, – for what we learned from Washington, dysfunctionability, we have to get along with one another first and foremost, and we have to start working and reaching across the aisles. Because I see it at the legislature. You know, people want to work with Lucido because, let's face it, he's open-minded about do you have an alternative or an option to get the job done. If you do, I'm all in. I'll support it. I don't think we need people just to make statements about what's called um, parties that are just hurting one another. Parties are not getting the job done. People are. So let's just be people again and get the job done. The big issue regionally lately, of course, has been transit. And Brooks stood in the way of a lot of the things that that the other counties, uh, Wayne in particular, but somewhat Macomb, yep. wanted to do. Uh, do you think we head in a different direction on that? I now? think so. I, I think that we have to look at now, if we're beating up the roads and we can't fix it, is it because we have so much traffic on the roads, and can we move traffic and the pace of people at a different speed? And I think that that's where we're heading anyways. Um, 
We've never had a great resource for mass transit. You start looking at our sister states, uh, you know, let's face it, Chicago has the L, uh, New York has the subway. What do we have? <laughs> we got smart right bus. Now. It's not yeah. too smart anymore. Uh, okay, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Bill in Pinckney. Bill, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I've got a couple questions. Living in uh, Livingston County in Washington County, in that area, we have a lot of gravel haulers and things like that, and all the other heavy trucks, hmm. industry and everything else are are they paying their fair share for what they do to the roads? And then my other question is, my wife is a survivor from uh, catastrophic claims, and we're basically being devastated by this new law that was passed. And apparently there's some work in Lansing to uh, grandfather in people uh, that are getting claims. And then you mentioned about using the money from the Catastrophic Claims Commission with the fees, the billions. And it, it's such a confusing point, and our lives are based on that. And I'm wondering where we stand on this fix-the-fix. Hmm. Yeah, Bill, great questions. Thanks very much for the call. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, Bill, and, and I'm sorry about what happened to your wife. I want to make sure you are aware the new insurance that takes effect July 1st of 2020 has already said this is a brand-new MCCA, Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association Fund, that will go ahead and open up for those that want to continue to buy unlimited. Those claimants that are in the fund currently will stay in there. There's about 16800 roughly, approximately, with $23 billion. Every claim must be paid in full, and the new, the new MCCA people will even be contributing to the old MCCA people to make sure that dollar for dollar every claim is paid the same way it was paid before. So no worries about your wife. That's going to still get taken care of. It's unfortunate, but we do have those claims that are going to continue. I hope that answers the question. Uh, okay, before we end here, Pete, I want to ask you about this open congressional seat in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, Congressman Paul Mitchell says he's not going to run again. And uh, there are a lot of folks, there are a lot of names that have come up in in the conversation about who might replace him. Yours is one of the ones that I've heard. Uh, tell me what your thinking is about that. Stephen, you know, I, and, and everybody that's listening out there, remember that song that they had in the 70s, You Dropped a Bomb on Me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. But at the same time, you know, let's get right to it. Uh, Washington's away from Macomb County. Washington's away from the state of Michigan. I love this county that I live in. I was homegrown, born in Macomb. I've served Macomb County residents as an attorney, as a father, as a husband. I'm moving forward with the state of Michigan. I love the legislation, the state laws that are uh, enacted, and I can make them better because of the dynamics I have with insurance as well as the law. The reality is, is that I had now had to take a focus of what I did in the state and look at a federal level to see whether or not that's in my best interest. First of all, health-wise, happiness. I'm in the last quarter, or if you will, the last third of my life. If the people of the state of Michigan think I can do something, I want to know what they think I can do. And if mm. I can't, I don't want to waste my time. My energy is focused on Michigan. And I got to be honest with you, if it means at a higher level to go serve as a representative in the capacity of the federal level, albeit, 
you know, bring it on home, bring it to Michigan, bring it back to the district, bring it back to the communities I serve, I'll do it. Hmm. But at the end of the day, I got to consider my family. They come first, and that's what I ran on, families first, and that means me too. Uh, if not me, then who? I mean, one of those deals. I know that I'm the most effective, loudest voice that you're going to hear up there in Lansing because I'm not afraid to say it the way it is, and I'll shape it the way it needs to be shaped to fit in the round hole with the round substance. <laughs> but not this crap that they're doing right now in Washington. It is dysfunctional. It is deliberate, and it's not necessary. So, so we've got like 20 seconds left. But, yeah. But do you think, do you think it's something you'll You know what, Stephen? Stay tuned because right. the jury's still out, and they're going to come to a verdict right. soon. That's a good answer. All right, Pete Lucino, state senator from Shelby Township. Always great to catch up with you here on Detroit Today. Take care, Stephen. Take care, listeners. Uh, we'll be back to tomorrow. I hope you will, too. We're going to talk with new Oakland County Interim Executive Dave Coulter. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.